Tamar. And, and that was the first time I had experience with a body bag, and it was weird. <laughs> oh, oh, we're recording. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is the Permanent Relegation Podcast. I am Andy. Chris. As usual, uh, we're here at Fisher's Chatham. Uh, and Don, yeah, Don Tropoli. Um, we are at the uh, Fisher's Chatham Tap. I don't even know why I'm reading these beer lists because we're not broadcasting it to anybody. So if you want to come out here, there's a bunch of Hoosier beers here great. from the Black, uh, Friends of the Show, Black Acre, yeah. and, and Danny Boy and some other stuff. Anyway, uh, we, we want to definitely want to thank uh, uh, our sponsors, uh, right. Chatham Tap and Fishers, as well as Global Scarves. Global Scarves. So uh, the scarf, I think, is behind you. But uh, we have a, a nice scarf, Coach, if you would like to. If you'd like no. it. You can uh, you can put it on if you'd like. I don't. It's too hot in here. Just you. Yeah. It's all right. It's not back there. Coach can have it. Yeah. You want that? Yeah. Give him the. Yeah. Give him the scarf. Give him a scarf. We got plenty of scarves. You can have it. Uh, have a permanent relegation scarf. I like it. It'd be uh, funny. You just go to practice and be like, permanent relegation. This is what you guys are gonna get. You keep this <laughs> shit up. Even though there's no pro. I know. Pro I'm just saying. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at PR Podcast Show and tweet your questions using hashtag BYBcast. We've got tons of questions to get to. We're not going to go through all the rigmarole that we usually do, but joining us this evening, Indy 11 head coach. The one and only. Tim Hankinson. Yes. Uh, his Technically his second appearance on the show. Yeah. Because he was uh, he graced us with his presence of being a sniper um, in the deer blind during our <laughs> during, <laughs> during, our, during yeah. our black leather briefcase in yes. the woods segment. Yes. yes. So if you want to go check that out, make sure that you go back and, uh, and listen to the uh, kickoff ball show and listen to Coach Hankinson's uh, awesome answer. So, Coach, really appreciate you joining us tonight. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, so what we'll do, I think we might uh, – we want to start off how we usually start off. Yeah. For, and, for those that don't know, yeah, just it, a brief <laughs> – listen, we can't go through – I mean, it took me 27 minutes just to read, like, half your Wikipedia page right <laughs> now. I mean, you've been everywhere, done everything, seen everything there is. So you have to give your entire history. But uh, – I kind of, I just kind of want to know how, how the the, the journey to becoming a head coach started, and what kind of caught your your initial eye to to being a coach. And you know, it's it's unfortunate that a lot of kids coming through high school and going through college, they really don't know. They don't have a, a specific passion uh, that's been kind of uh, clarified in their mind that that's what they want to be. Right. I knew early on that uh, going back to high school, I had very good high school coaches kind of like I want to be like them yeah. and uh, I, I started the career path towards coaching getting coaching licenses already in college and when I left uh, University of South Carolina I became a head coach at a NAIA school in Atlanta Georgia and um, have been a head coach ever since about 36 years now so it was right out of college you're like you know what head coach let's do this that's it I had ideas for the game and <laughs> didn't want it didn't want to follow someone else and uh Having looked back on it, as I give advice to young coaches, I always say, be an assistant for a good head coach. There's a lot to learn. There, you don't want to make the mistakes that I made and uh, go through the learning curve. Better to learn from guys like Jerry Agley at University of Indiana and others. So when you get your shot, because you don't get that many shots, uh, that you're, you're prepared for it. And you've had some pretty big say, names kind of uh, mentor you, though. Under, under, yeah, being an assistant <laughs> for good coaches. Uh, for those that don't know, you've been an assistant for – the name, rattle them off. Some of these big names people may not know. Uh, I've not been an assistant oh, for anybody. No, no. Oh, but he's, no, but he's <laughs> mentor. Yes, yes, mentor. I've been, yes, I've been yes, mentored. Yes, I've been to uh, uh, Arsenal twice. Uh, Arsene Wenger there. We, we bought a player from uh, uh, their team to bring to Major League Soccer and also spent time in coaching schools in Scotland where Alex Ferguson 
uh, at that time he was at Aberdeen. That shows you how far back it goes. He hadn't gone to Manchester United back, sure, but learned a great deal from people like that along yeah. the way. Did you? Uh, we ask players this all the time. Did you kind of look up to anybody uh, going through the ranks of, of coaching styles or playing styles? Anybody that you you kind of looked up to to be like, I want to kind of model myself after that or did you have an idea of how you like the game to be played and this is how it's going to be you know there there are a number of countries that all uh have particular portions of the game that i admire i mean i love the the uh physical science that germany uh you know implements in their thinking um i love the fun that the scots put into it but we all admire the uh the possession passing of spain and also the the player development of of holland uh the, the way that Technically, they prepare their players to, to I mean, we're, we're pretty good at, at producing good players in this country, but we don't produce elite players. And Holland has a method of training that they produce elite players for the rest of the world. Definitely. I mean, that's that's and you can kind of see it from your at least your brief time here in Indy. And, and I want to kind of get that quick story of how you got brought here. Obviously, uh, Tim Regan was filling in as an interim role here. And then how'd the call go? What kind of was that search like? Was it something on your end or did they reach out to you be like, hey, do you want to come to Indy? It, it really started uh, close to 20 years ago. Peter Wilt was the president and general manager of Chicago Fire. I was a head coach in Major League for seven and a half years and worked for the league office as director of player development. So Peter and I uh, crossed paths many times working on uh, player personnel and, uh, and also competing against his team. I mean, he had Bob Bradley there and then I, I was coaching Tampa Bay and Colorado. So, um, you know, I knew Peter, and when the opening occurred, and, and of course being in the NASL already uh, with San Antonio, then uh, the opportunity came for us to have that conversation. And um, then it was a video Skype with uh, Ursal, our owner, and Peter, and uh, eventually coming up for a face-to-face -face and, and uh, moving forward. And you were with San Antonio in 2013, is that correct? 2012 and 2013. Okay, so did uh, and did you come to... We weren't ready. We weren't there yet, were we? Uh, no. Right. Yeah, we weren't. Yet. We weren't there yet. Right. So I moved on to uh, Montego Bay United right. down in Jamaica, and right. so um, uh, y'all. I didn't got know up you had started. any type of Jamaican connection. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? Good. Huh. Uh, what kind of um, stories did you hear about the the? Uh, we talk about obviously we're kind of voice of the fans. We talk a lot about the fan interaction, especially the, the way the city has kind of accepted this team. Was that a selling point from them too, of being like, you're coming to a place that's selling, selling out every night or almost every night, getting nine to ten thousand people? Clearly, as a coach and even as a player, a lot of the players that we have that that have joined the team this year, it's all about the fans. I mean, p players and coaches want to walk into a stadium that rocks, and and that's what we've got going on here is the the Brickyard Battalion and and just the fanfare and the the uh, the branding that's taking place. Everybody knows Indy Eleven is excited about it. This guy is so seasoned on interviews. <laughs> his interviews are, are like his answers are so succinct. What's, what Chris? What, Done. what that means with Chris is right now he's trying to figure out a way to no. trip you up. No, no, I can't. I can't. He's too much bring of a vet. Bring uh -oh. it. Uh -oh. See, <laughs> we talked about this before we got on the show where he said, listen, you, you got to understand when you have, you know, 23 professional athletes, you got to be ready to go and be have your wits about you. I don't think one random like goofball on the internet here is going to throw this guy off. So I don't think we have anything to worry about. Either. Well, you know, I've been doing this a long time and, and uh, <laughs> you may be trying to apply pressure, but uh, <laughs> you know, St. Augustine said that uh, pressure is the friction that polishes us and makes us noble. So bring it, bring it, 
There it is. Right. Pressure now the we're starting to bring out quotes. Well, all right. Well, this has been <laughs> well, fun. <yeah. laughs> well, the thing with us yeah. is we, yeah. we do the exact opposite of pressure, yeah, and no. then you start to let your guard down, and then you start to say things you probably should See, we have to go through this particular portion here, which is, oh, I tell us the history. What do you do? What do you like? You know, what are your favorite things, which are no hobbies? It's coaching, coaching, and coaching. We learned that as well, which can be a hobby. Not if you're getting paid, which is so it's just coaching. Right. Sorry. You, you can't get fired from a hobby. You can get, <laughs> you can get fired from coaching. I don't know. You haven't seen me at chess matches. Oh, God. I don't know. All right. So we have some. Uh, Speaking of the Internet. Yeah. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we usually go on Reddit. Uh, I think you did an AMA when you first came. Right. And um, so we've got a ton of questions, but I kind of want to break the, up the, uh, the monotony of our question. I want to ask this question. When they came to you, did you know before or right when you did it, did you know what an AMA was? Did you know what it actually meant? Uh, not exactly. Okay. And the questions that came, I were, were way out there. Oh, trust okay. me. So, uh, There's so, some on here, too. <laughs> so, so you do know what AMA means now and, yeah, that, and, why, and why the weirdest questions ask were anything. Right, right. Right. Okay. That's why we don't pose it as <laughs> so, an ask me anything. Right. So, so now he's like, yes, whenever I see that, those three letters show up, I go, <laughs> nope, not happening. Uh, so, based on what you've seen uh, from your time in Jamaica, does that country have not only the talent, but also the developmental coaching facility and facilities to become a consistent power in CONCACAF? Or are we just witnessing the result of a generation inspired by the country's only World Cup birth? Um, you know, they're, they're a mixed group from the standpoint of using the local um, player that plays in the Red Stripe Professional League, speaking of beer. <laughs> and, and then they also, for players that have Jamaican bloodline that might be playing in England or other countries or the United States leagues, um, they'll often bring these players in. Now, every country is kind of in that boat. Uh, U.S. does it. We have European-based players and we have domestic-based players. Um, but the, the, the training of those players is quite different. So there's very little continuity. The lack of inf infrastructure in Jamaica, the fields, the stadiums, yeah. facilities, very poor. Uh, the financial, I mean, the, the top players are being paid three or $400 a month compared wow. to what they can make here. Uh, but you do have world-class athletes. I mean, let's face it, uh, Jamaican sprinters are some of the best in the world. Every Olympics you're seeing. Sure. Well, or the best, period. <laughs> could be the best, yeah. Put put Bolt uh, with a soccer ball in front of them, and we've got, you know. Bolt, uh, a huge United fan. Uh, I'm just trying to do everything to forget about what happened yes. today. How did that game? How did that game go today? Uh, I, we're letting Coach ask the oh, questions. No, I just want to hear this answer. How did they go? How did the game lost. go today? They lost. They lost today. Mm. Wow. So are you going to make it to Champions League this Probably year? Probably not. Oh man, you just failed out again. That's mm. amazing. Anyways, sorry. This, this guy. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. It. I hate he deserves so that's much. okay. He deserves it. But I think also the uh, the Jamaican <laughs> players and, and culture, they're, they're like Brazilians from the standpoint of their passion for the game. Okay. So with, with better infrastructure, you know, better coaching, all of that, then, then they can move in a very positive direction. And, and a few World Cups ago, they did qualify. Right. And so it shows it is possible, but, but it's not consistently possible until there's, there's a better structure in place in Jamaica. See, well, that, that's, what's interesting about that is, is it's kind of the same thing you get with the success you have, like with the Brazilian women's team, they have zero. They have literally like the coaching, any facilities, nothing. They have no financials that come to them. And it, again, it goes down to you have people that have a passion for the sport and you have incredible talent and athletes that kind of grow up with it. But they, you're right, no infrastructure, but they still produce. And, and it's not all the time. Brazil is always generally pretty good, right. but they have big dips like they do kind of right now. But it's the same thing. It's it's funny when you don't have the facilities and you don't have that, you can only do so much right on that. So it's it's weird. It's, it's yeah, no. If I, and with your time in Jamaica and you, you spent what was it the last two years down there? 
Uh, no, just uh, about, just a year, about eight months. Okay, uh, and then um, one of the one of the guys that you're really high on, uh, Omar Gordon, who has just joined the team in the last uh, what, few games, probably about three, four two weeks. Two games, two games. Yeah. 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 Um, what was one of the things? Uh, what's one of the biggest things with him? that is taking him a bit to acclimate a little bit based off of that. He was really good in that league down there, but now he's coming up here and it's got, he's got that ramp up time. What kind of, as a coach and as someone who's known him already challenges, yeah. What kind of things are you trying to get him to get through? Well, first of all, um, his personality has not come out. His nickname is turtle. (laughs) And and (laughs) he, he arrived here. Yeah. He arrived here in Indianapolis kind of in his shell. And it's taking him time to come out of his shell. And when he does, then he'll explode on the scene. I mean, getting 20 goals in that league down there, you're playing against, again, tremendous athletes. They may not be tactically as structured and knowledgeable as the defenders he's facing right now. And also remember, he's still trying to figure out uh, what this player does, what's what's his tendency. And, and all our players are looking at him with the same. So it's a, usually you get that out of the way in preseason. So when the season starts, everybody <laughs> knows each other's little uh, nuances. Um, but that's going to take time. And, um, you know, I'm sure that there's a little bit of nerves uh, trying to, to prove something that, that he's worthy right from the start. And that puts an added pressure to his game. So it'll settle in. I'm very excited to have him here. And down there, he was, uh, again, from the wing position to get 20 goals, tremendous. Um, he's very explosive. But his work ethic, his engine to return to defend uh, is endless. And you don't see that often from the wingers and the strikers. Usually they love the, yes. the, the daisy walk back. You know? <laughs> Are, are you seeing um, this process maybe being expedited a little bit with having guys like Lavelle and Don be there? Are they have they've kind of been there, kind of helping acclimate him a little bit more to to, yeah, to playing here? He's actually uh, rooming in an apartment with Don. And understand oh, is that the apartment that they live in, Don the super chef, apparently. Well, he's the only one cooking right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, excellent, excellent, good. Okay, fair enough. They have nice apartments though. They've got a, it's owned by Ursaul downtown right. Carmel. Yeah. So. No, that that uh, is is a beautiful apartment complex, and you know, for someone like uh, Gordon, he's lived in a shack, no screens on the windows, mosquitoes everywhere, uh, food conditions, you know, hygiene conditions in the apartment, and and showers and bathroom, very very difficult. And so, walking into this environment, I'm sure he's just uh, star gazing, you know. <laughs> And it, like I said, it's just going to take a time for him to feel comfortable with himself and, and, and his teammates, and then his game will start to surface. Uh, so more from the from online. What uh, what currently do you see as the team's biggest weakness? Um, there there are two. Uh, one is that we have to be able to build out of the back, uh, not so much from a defender standpoint, but when the defenders have the ball and they're knocking around, they're looking for midfielders to come. And, and take it off of them and start to turn the, bo- uh, the ball up, up field to connect the defense to the attacking end. And I feel too often our midfielders check back to the ball. We play them and they play it right back to the defenders. We're not going from back to midfielder to the attack. We're going from back to midfielder back. And so that progression, that transition period is something we have to get better at. The other part is the quality around the back. If you look at uh, our statistic from this last game, um, we we ha- kept the ball 18 minutes in our half, but there's no pressure there, so it's we're allowed to keep the ball. We had the ball nine minutes in their half, where they're trying to close us up and stop us. And Edmonton only- was a hugely defensive team too; that right. was all about counters. Right, and and we only had the ball in our final third, meaning close to their goal, five minutes of the game. 
So you cannot expect to score the, the number of goals that you want uh, having the ball only near their goal five minutes a game. Sure. And, and those five minutes, you start to look at what, what did we do during those five minutes? We, we had 14 crosses, but only three were in the accurate area, meaning an area right. near the goal that we could actually take advantage of. So there, there are some inefficiencies, uh, both in the transition from back into the attack and also uh, the quality that we bring uh, around the box is going to greatly improve. So if you said, do we have strikers that are goal scorers? I might say, I don't know, because we haven't given enough given them the kind of service and opportunities to find out, are they good at putting the ball in the back of the net? Now we work on it every day and it will improve there. So based off last game, there were a couple of instances, which I'm sure you've gone over game footage and, 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 and looked at all of that where there was uh, times to pass and times to shoot. And, you know, sometimes the decision to shoot was taken instead of trying to pass it off and get the open man. Is that something that's focused on, on practice or is it, just, you know, if you've got that, if you've got a view, go for it. You know, every time a player gets the ball, whether it's a defender or whether it's a striker, uh, they probably have five choices around. One choice, the worst choice would be to lose the ball. All right? <laughs> yeah, right. The, the, the second worst choice would be to play it back, meaning a negative ball. We're not getting, we're not progressing. The other one might be a, a, what we call a square ball, meaning we're not going forward or not going backwards. But again, we're not making progress. Making a final pass that leads to a, a, a cross or, or a final pass that leads to a striker run, those are much higher choices. And certainly the opportunity to get a shot yourself is the highest of choices. So you, you start to judge players on are they making the top two or three choices on a regular basis, a consistent basis. And there's some of our guys that do very well with that. And there's some of the guys that, you know, they play back too much or they lose possession too easy. And these are things that we have to keep improving. But, yes, it's a, a daily conversation. Every time a guy makes one of the lower uh, groupings of decisions, I have to stop training and, and say, look, at this would have been a better choice. Sure. You know, and that's not a criticism. It's just encouraging him to see that there was a better choice there. And hopefully next time he gets in that same spot and situation and he, he looks to uh, select one of the better ideas. What was your honest opinion of playing on the surface at Oklahoma? Um, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's you know, one of the things he said. Uh, uh, yeah, he said, too, is it was bad. You I know, watched it, it on BN. I watched it on BN right. and I looked at it and they had little shots of them kind of pulling it up and doing yeah. all this. And there's multiple times that ball skipped. Right. And I looked at it and I went, I know this is supposed to be a new technology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, this might be one of the worst things I've ever yeah. seen. It was right up there with when we had a we had a Champions Cup um, here with Inter Milan and Chelsea that was done down in in Lucas Oil. Yeah. And they tried to put turf our actual sod over turf. Right. And that was coming up and players are falling. Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Yeah. yeah. So it was, well, you, you've, you've gone to a, um, uh, a daycare where you look at someone's, uh, you know, basement and they've yeah. got those foam things that yeah. kind of fit together yeah. and, and create a, right. a surface. Together, yeah. this, this was about that level. And, um, Again, as you pointed out, during the 94 World Cup, when you had some of the World Cup games being played in, like, the Silverdome in Detroit, yeah. you know, they they had a system of blocks of real grass that they would grow in the parking lot outside. Yep. And then they would bring them in, and the squares clipped together to secure them so that there was no coming up. Right. But the field was uh, much harder than a normal surface. We played right. on that in uh, the Meadowlands in Major League when yeah. they were doing that. Right. The surface at UConn Stadium underneath is a typical high school football field, field turf with the rubber pellets yeah. and, uh, you know, but all of the football lines, and that's what they were, were trying to get rid of. 
we practiced it at, at Rio OKC the day before, and there had been some drizzle. And they refused to put the little rubber base uh, line there, which is what gives your uh, cleats grip. Yeah. And our guys looked like they were in the ice capades. I mean, they were <laughs> slipping and sliding. We were lucky that game day, yeah. the, the day was dry, the sun came out. So at least that lucky was not there's no an injuries. Issue. Really? Exactly. Well, but, the, right? but there will be games where there is moisture, and you're going to see what looks like a farce out there. So if it, I guess, I mean, I know you invest money in that, but if, if everybody, and this isn't, this isn't like some, this is like everybody that's even played on it. You can read tweets about it. Everybody has conclusively said, yeah, Nikki even had a picture of it where well, he pulled it up and yeah. saw the Velcro right. underneath. Yeah. But, but every player that's played there has said something about this. When do you go? I know we've invested money, but this is going to hurt somebody. This yeah. is not a good decision. This is bad tech. We yeah, so, so when is the last time you saw Velcro? Is It's kids who can't tie their shoes, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and I mean, I like snappers myself. They're great. <laughs> I actually have Velcro easy. on right now. Yeah. My yeah. shoes are Velcro right now. Yeah, yeah but are. it is a dangerous <laughs> surface. Uh, okay, one crazy question. Ready. Because it is Reddit. Okay. What shampoo do you use? Oh, my God. <laughs> because your hair, obviously, is a big deal, apparently. With it among the crowds, Aaron said he was going to wear a Hankinson wig, and he lied. Total bullshit. I, I you but know, uh, when you get this age and your hair turns white uh-huh. from all of the players that I are giving I you a hard time, hair. I don't care. Yeah, but you have to use. <laughs> I won't give the brand, but you have to use like uh, that purple shampoo because it it takes silver and white hair and it keeps it from getting uh, yellow. Okay. You yeah, know, okay. Sort of turn yellow. So. Hey, look, Colluder wore his 1996 sweater. This is great. <laughs> I'm super glad. Good to up. see Grunge Colluder welcome, came to, show, to the show. American Eagle wants their sweater back. We're good. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and then, okay, final question from Reddit, and then we'll kind of kind of move on. But um, uh, the U.S. Open Cup uh, starts. Well, in the 11s, NPSL starts tomorrow. Right. Um, but the first match for the 11 is June 1st. Right. Which is actually two games prior to the end of the spring season. Right. Um, given that that team could play in the middle of the uh, spring title chase, will that change how you approach the U.S. Open Cup and would a potential playoff spot make you reconsider the importance of that competition? Uh, U.S. Open Cup is the uh, oldest soccer tournament in this country, 100-year 100, 100 history. This question is written by a guy who is super crazy passionate about the U.S. Open Cup. Well, I mean, you know, we get we got <laughs> excited uh, at the uh, uh, Speedway, you know, the, the Indy 500 yep. Festival, and, and it's the yep. 100th anniversary. And right. you think about that landmark, you know, the Open Cup holds just as big um, of a uh, importance to people yep. in, in the game. Right. Um, and there's also a big cash prize for those who win it. So sure. players are in it to win it. Um, you know, there are teams that will try to uh, offset, you know, not use as many starting players and all like that. I feel we owe the indie fans every time we put on our jersey our best possible lineup that night. I just feel like Manchester United plays that way. You know, well, great teams are Shut up, kind of, Chris. Well, shut up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> now, he may have thought that was the right lineup, his best lineup, but uh-huh. maybe that was the issue. You know, yeah, sure. maybe it right. wasn't. Um, so we will put out everything we can in the U.S. Open Cup. It's a chance that if we get past that first round, we probably host a, a major league team, which is a real measuring stick sure. for us. And there are always upsets. I mean, I remember in San Antonio, Houston Dynamo came to town, and we beat them one nothing that last night. Year. And, yeah, and that, was, that was a big uh, moment for the club. So uh, being that those games are on Wednesday, it does give you from Saturday to Wednesday recovery, and then from Thursday to the next Saturday uh, recovery. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll put our best foot forward. If we draw uh, Louisville, 
It was Louisville. Yeah, Louisville City again. Can you guarantee that we kicked their ass this year because they beat us last year? I will guarantee that we are going to put our best lineup <laughs> on the field. There it is. There's, and, that, uh, there's that professional answer. <laughs> yeah, it's good. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, those are all the Reddit. I mean, there's a couple. There's one that was if you were a professional wrestler, what would your finishing move be called? And what music would you use to walk out to the ring? Oh, my God. You know, one of the most spectacular, uh, awesome uh moments was Leicester City. Yeah. Just uh collecting their trophy in sure. their stadium. Sure. All the blue and white, the chance. And there's uh Bocelli, the tenor. Uh-huh. The he opera singer. He did this the song in, in the beginning. Dorma, uh-huh. Right. And and of course you, you recognize that song because it's been used in many, many movies just before someone dies, like The Godfather. <laughs> it's, it's been repeated many times. But it was just such a spectacular thing. So I think uh if Bocelli can sing for me when I enter the ring, that would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. So all right, there's the Reddit question. Great. So question for me. So outside <laughs> of the teams that you coach, are you a fan of a specific team? Do you have a club? Do you have a club? Either whether it be here nationally, so whether it be MLS, obviously in ASL, we know your team um, now. And then what about worldwide? Do you have a club? You know, I watch uh, just like uh, I talked about different coaches having different influences. There are different clubs that uh, are shaping the way they play. And so I'm not necessarily a, a fan of one particular, but parts of, of many. Okay. Uh, you know, you look at um, uh, back in the 70s, Ajax started yeah. to create a triangle midfield in the center, yeah. wing play, and one sole striker. And uh, a lot of teams started to mimic that because of the offensive output. And then Barcelona comes along, and they're so good yep. that teams say, we can't afford to play a second forward. We've got to drop another player in the midfield to try and slow down what yeah. they do, right? right? And uh, so you look at, in both cases, one took an attacking approach to it, the other one took uh, a defensive approach to it. Right. And, um, uh, but this year, we started with, let's say, a 4-2-3-1, one, one right. striker. Yep. But we are now, since the 4-4-2 the, the going to the New York Cosmos game, and then you start looking around the world. Which made him say, look like an idiot, which was fantastic, because he thought you were going to go back to the, the original formation. Yeah, like, well, like, he's like, don't, <laughs> don't. But now, but now, now you look at a Leicester, and Leicester's yeah. playing four-four-two. Uh-huh. So uh, Atletico Madrid four-four-two, and so we're we're going through these cycles. So you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to change, and not focus on one way all the time. Uh, Atletico Madrid feels like it's like a seven-two-one. To be honest, their defense is so strong. Like even midwise, it, you just feel like there's. Are you sure there's not like all defenders out here? Because it's just a, they're impregnable. Really, it's it's really it's gonna be an interesting work. Saturday for you. I, isn't it's, it? it's it's I Champions League and then in a way in all in the 11 all teams to play. Atletico was the last. I can handle <laughs> Barcelona because you know what you're gonna get. There's gonna be scoring, but Atletico will just grind you down. And I love super Diego Simeone. Sir, Talk about a coach who, who gets the most out of the people that he has. Diego Simeone has been amazing for me. Yeah, he he I love to hate he him. has a a three word philosophy. All right. And, and <laughs> no, it's, it's one is um, the ability to have courage so that if you're playing Barcelona and if you're playing Real Madrid, it doesn't matter. You, you, you believe in your, your ability to fight equally yeah. those guys. But he also recognizes that he's not uh, he doesn't have the players of Barcelona and he doesn't have the glamour players of, of uh, Real Madrid. So he must look at his talent, which yeah. might be a little bit less than everyone else. And he adds to the word courage uh, commitment and his ability to commit his players to a game plan and stick to it and to commit to playing defensively, uh, not to the point that they sit back and do just that. It's just that. And the third C in that is compactness. So courage and commitment 
to being compact. And compact in soccer, defensively, means put numbers around the ball, squeeze and smother so that they cannot have the room to play. And that formula sets them up because if they're not giving up goals and they're winning balls in a good area of the park. All they need is one. Right. Just one. Right. And when, <laughs> when, it, when you face a team that's harder to break down yep. and you have the ego of the big clubs, yeah. then they're going to start committing more and more players forward, feeling as though to, to break them down, we need to send the right back. We need to send the left back. And all of a sudden, the gap's open that upon winning the ball, the counterattacks are on and uh, you're going to find the space to go to their goal. And there's Griezmann scoring a goal again. I'm like, how did he get open? He's just, yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. Uh, I'm going to do real talk okay. real quick. Yep. Uh, when, so obviously with us being around for a little while and having, uh, previous coaches, previous, uh, team members, uh, previous fans, even sometimes, uh, one of the things, and I don't know if you even pay attention to a lot of the stuff that's either written about you or talked about you online or I don't. Okay. So, I mean, but, I'll, <laughs> one of, but one of the things is. When you come in, especially as a new coach, to a team that's only had essentially one and a half coaches, I guess, because Tim Regan's been around since the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. um, is there a, a little bit of a chip on your shoulder to be like, I'm going to come in and prove myself to these fans? You said the fans is kind of a big thing. Prove my, my coaching decisions because they, they could be unpopular at the beginning, whether it's choosing fan favorite players to be on and, and that type of stuff. How do you handle that kind of stuff? That well, for, first of all, uh, you know, I retained him to stay on the staff as, as one of our coaches. And the reason why we are getting along outstandingly is because neither of us have an ego. And, and both of them have a, a, of us have a very modest approach to ideas and, and sharing and all like that. And if, if you're making your decisions based on what the fans are looking at, <laughs> right. uh, because, you know, it's about being at the park every day, seeing how the players are interacting, seeing how they take a concept and who can achieve it and who struggles with it or is going to take more time with it. And then Tim and I sit and look at that each day and say, based on our game plan that we think will work best against Fort Lauderdale, uh, this is the group that's taking the ideas and running with it. And therefore, that's going to influence our decisions, which a fan doesn't see that every day. And therefore, they may you know, not understand quite why that's the case. So kind of tying into that, and we, we talked briefly before, uh, we got on the air and we said we wouldn't bring it up, but now we talk about your coaching style. No, we said we would bring it up. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying we, we originally <laughs> said, and he goes, no, 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 it's okay, bring it up, which was, so for those that don't know and, and haven't followed your illustrious career of, of, of kind of how you do, how would you describe your coaching and what do you expect out of your players? Because as I mentioned before we got on here is I love how direct you are. You were going <laughs> to rub some people the wrong way. But you are absolutely, you say exactly what you mean. And I, you know me, I say the exact same things. I'm willing to live no, with the consequences because no. it's my decision on what it is. <laughs> so for those that don't know you, how would you say your coaching style is? And, and what do you expect from your players? Well, I, I think, first of all, in coaching, it's about getting a group of professional players together that have to buy in to a direction. And to get players to buy in because there are egos involved and, and they have their ideas on the game. Sometimes you have to bend steel with one hand and have a magic wand in the other. Okay. <laughs> but the one, the one thing that is clearly uh, a daily issue is that players, more than anything else, want to know where they stand. They want to know where they stand with the coach, why I'm, I only got 70 minutes, why I didn't get into the game, why I didn't even dress, and, and on and on. And my style is, is to be very direct with them, to be very honest with them. And, and sometimes that's a soft-spoken conversation, just to, <laughs> to, and, and sometimes it's not. 
because I, I depending I, on the person, of course. Right, and also if I've asked this player three times that I want you to <laughs> to play it this way, sure, and they st- keep going back to to what they want to do, then that's when you have to bend steel, you know. And uh, but in the end, if you're telling a player something that they may not care to hear, but then you reach out and say, but tomorrow after practice, let's work on that, so that they see that it's not just pulling. Uh, a rib out of them, but you're putting something better back in place to help them improve as a player, then you gain mutual respect. And I, I think the players appreciate they They may not like it all the time, but I think in the end, uh, it, they, they respect it. So you talk about the bending the steel. So when would you use the magic wand? Give me a scenario how that works. What's the magic wand scenario? Well, when you put two <laughs> substitutes in and you score in the, the 80 <laughs> off the 94th minute. You know what? Right. Yep. That, yep. Good, good point. Yeah. Against the defending champions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, question online. What's harder? What's a harder decision? And decision is spelled wrong. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> per- personnel or formation? What's a harder decision? Personnel or form- formation? Or does well, it go hand in hand? Well, it's you, you look at your personnel because you have to look at the strengths and weaknesses. And you have to look at combinations of players. For example, we've talked quite a bit about how last year uh, you had two or three central backs, but they were all markers, no organizer. This year we went out and got Colin Falvey. We also got Vukovic, who could potentially play in a similar role, even though he's playing left back right now. But he's up there scoring goals whenever he wants to. Right, right. He's down (laughs) trying to nutmeg the uh, the last man. Oh, man, that was dirty, too. Dirty. Right. (laughs) But but you've seen Greg Yannicki's game, let's Mm -hmm. say, improve greatly and Uh, and much much more consistent. Dude's a completely different person than he was last year. Because he has an organizer Mm -hmm. next to him. And and I I had him in San Antonio, and we had Ryan Cochran, who had won two MLS Cups. And Ryan is a organizing center back, and he played with Greg. And and I, I know that he needs that combination. So when you're talking about systems and player personnel, you have to look at uh, combinations of players and also um, uh, what you feel system-wise your players can can bring out their strengths. And, um, you know, so it takes time. And, and like I said, it takes adjustments. A team is is a, a work in progress. It, it has an evolution through the season. Yeah. And there'll have, be peaks and valleys, and there are times you have to be ready to make adjustments either because of the opponent or injuries or maybe your team has gotten stale with a particular style or approach and and we're going to freshen it up with new ideas and in, in, in talk of preparation so what do you expect out of your players in practice we obviously we had we had something happen this past week we had and, a story and, yeah I mean, it was really good on a story because i think i think the positive light of this is is expectation and, and results based on expectation yeah. as, so, a, as a coach you always try to keep a a cool demeanor um <laughs> but on friday before the game i blew up and I was so angry at the players. Uh, these are professionals. These are not kids. They're not amateurs that don't know how to turn the switch on. And uh, normally, it had been a great week of practice. Monday through Thursday had been outstanding. A lot of hard work, and we were ready to go. You go on a Friday, and all I ask on a Friday training after warm-up is about 15 minutes of the guys playing at a game-level intensity just to get a taste yeah. and you know, just a feel for what level we're going to have to rise to the next night. And that also is a reinforcement of the players because they look at each other at the end of that practice and they, they know their teammates are ready. And so that's a big confidence builder. And then we go off and we do individual shooting and restarts and all, but that's not team dynamic so right. much. And we went into a possession game that was only supposed to last for, for nine minutes. And if they had just strung their passes together and, and looked sharp, then we wouldn't have had that, that frustrating moment. <laughs> but uh, they looked terrible. 
And that's not the way you can look the day before a game. And so I basically told the, the team to go the at home and um, <laughs> to not waste my time. I was glad to see the character of the players um, <laughs> want to stay and try and work through it. Yes. That was a good response. Uh, we saw leadership stand up. Uh, John Bush uh, uh, asked for a player-only meeting at the field without coaches uh, to make sure that the guys knew that they had only uh, won two games and that there was nothing to, to take for granted at this point. And, uh, and then before the game on Saturday, the final words are from the captain to the team to get the, the guys pumped. And uh, but it was about, you know, that, that we can't have days like that. Um, that leadership is great, but we shouldn't be having any of those conversations yeah. on the Friday or the, the, the moments before we, we march out there. And to me, that affected, uh, you know, maybe the ability to get the three points that night. And, and, and one tie on that as well is so as a coach with all your experience as well, what do you do? when you have a particular player or you have a striker, let's say, or a player that seems that they're struggling, you know they're struggling with what their, what their craft is, and, and you can tell it's a mental thing. How do you handle that? Yeah. Or they're, or they're struggling with what you want. I mean, because yeah. there's a difference between what the player can do and what and the player can anything. want right. so, to being your game plan. Defender right. slightly out of position based on where you want or a, a striker who, who has lost the vision of seeing a goal or, or anything. What, how do you work that player through in a positive manner? I cut him. <laughs> okay, you know what? I get it. So basically, no, if you no, got the yips, you get cut. No, that's that's not the case. Every single player, every single player on this roster, will Dude, go I through. Looked at him right in his eyes, and he was just you dead bought man. it. You legit yeah, bought it. You got me. Well done. Uh, every single player will have moments of the season that aren't going their way. Right. Look at the defender who has the own goal, uh -huh. and now his his head is down. He's afraid to get near the ball, or the striker that can't find the back of the net, and he's he's hit a cold spell. Yep. And uh, we have to just make sure we have something called pro time at the end of practice. And it's okay. after the work is done that the team does uh, usually for 15, 20 minutes, coaches split up and we help players work on the things that they want to work on. So, for example, if it's strikers and, and we're not finding the back of the net, then we're going to do a lot of repetitions to make sure. Because, you know, I, I told our, our team the other day, um, the game of soccer is is building the ball from one end of the field, 120 yards from one end of the field to the other, over and over and over to give one guy one final touch of the ball that rolls across the line of the back of the net. Yeah. And that one final touch has got to be perfect. It's got to be spot on, you know, because you may only get one chance. Right. Right. And, and so we work on these things. And if it's the defender who got beat, then we're working against the quickest player, a guy like Omar Gordon. Come, yeah. you're going to go one-on-one -on -one against this guy, and he's going right. to work on his footwork and all like that. When you work on stuff, you, you start to build them back up. They get confidence. They feel like they can do it. And, and then you, you hope for that good moment in a game that reinforces that. Good. Out of your brief time here at Indianapolis, uh, and I, this doesn't even have to be soccer-related, what has been – what has impressed you the most out of just the experience here? It could be soccer-related. It could be – We could I say mean, I hate this place. And then, <laughs> no, I'm just going to my Give contract over and I'm gone. Right. You know, I've lived in a lot of cities in the, the United States and abroad, and um, I don't go there for the city. I go there to, to work at my craft, and uh, you, you hope for great fanfare and, and great atmosphere of the stadium. But eventually, you, you start looking around at, yeah. at where, where you're homes. living. Right. <laughs> Eating, and, drinking, whatever it might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And uh, the people of Indiana, everybody that I have met ha have been just fantastic. So embracing, so open. Um, you know, we used to say in, 
in New York, uh, New Yorkers are hard on the outside, yeah. but warm on the inside. Meaning <laughs> once you break that shell, yeah. a friend for life. But it's hard and, to break that shell sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It takes time. Right. Yeah. yeah. In, in the deep south, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. yeah. They are warm on the outside, meaning as soon as they meet you, you're, you're in the backyard cooking out, you know. <laughs> but with they're going to turn around and chew you but, out after but you But sometimes they're hard on the inside, <laughs> yeah. really letting you in. And in Indiana, I, I think there's just warmth. There, there's just great people uh, who accept you for who you are from day one. And, and it's genuine. And so that's been uh, been great to be here. I think that's one of the things, too, that, that when I talk to former players, too, that have gone on to play elsewhere, where they've talked to us and be like, you know, it was way easier to make friends or to make mm -hmm. acquaintances or just to be like accepted in Indianapolis, especially just because they played here, than it has been to go somewhere else. And right. people have their own cliques or they've gone to New York and they're like, man, yeah. everybody's an asshole out here. Right. <laughs> well, that, and it's not just the players. I mean, sure. the, in the past two years, there have not been many players with wives and children. Um, but the new group we have in are older players, yeah. and so we, we've had already three new children born yeah, you this, this season. Forgot about that. And so you've got new wives, new families moving in, and the quicker that they find a way of life and and, and new friendships and and community, then uh, they're happy, and therefore the player's happy. He comes to pra practice with an open mind to focus on his work because he knows, you know, the wife is happy and the kids are doing great. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to focus too much on the old garb, and we only have a few minutes left, but. And you can not answer this if you don't want to because it could cause issues. But um, I want to ask. <laughs> I like anyway. how he prefaces. I still want to ask it anyway. So he's mentally like, all right, yeah. I'm shutting this down. Yeah, yeah. That down. I'm, I'm making a bad. I'm making. I'm making my escape move. But um, <laughs> out of the old garb, I guess because we kept kept like what seven players from last year. Uh, uh, probably ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Out of the old garb, who has impressed you the most? Uh, in the early part of the season, Duke Lacroix. Uh, and and he's missing some qualities around the box. I mean, he can get himself into a great. But he's spot. young. He's, he's got young. plenty of time to grow. You know, he's an Ivy Leaguer. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to tell him something twice. He picks up on it and immediately implements it. So other than us two, he's been the smartest person on the show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> pretty close. Smartest, pretty close. smartest person I know. So, um, you know, he's done very well. Um, um, Daniel Keller is coming along. He had an injury in the preseason. And he played some games for the club at defensive midfield last year. He is his engine is in full gear right now nice. and working very hard. So, um, you know, those are probably the two right now that are at their best. Uh, you know, this past weekend, for example, Don Smart, who has been a starter for this team, always in the 18 man roster, didn't make the 18 man roster. And he and I had a heart heart today after practice because he says, how do I get back in? And just that mentality uh, says he's open. He's right. open minded to learn and get better. And sometimes a guy like that feels like, you know, it's, it's a step back, but it may open the door to take 10 steps further. And so now he's got the information that he needs, the straight talk. And uh, we hope that he'll apply that in the coming practices and be right back in the, the thick of things. So, uh, you know, there was a little bit of divide early from the guys from last year and the new guys. And uh, now this is all starting to come together and, and we'll build it. Which you can see. Good. I mean, that's the, th that's the coolest thing is right. being, a, being a fan and watching the game. You can see that uh, yeah. evolve, too, of, of starting off with that little shakiness the first couple games and then just starting to click and starting to get the groove and know right. what people are doing. And I'm going to give a shout. Obviously, we had Greg to that list as well. Absolutely. Right. right. So, right. I was going to say, Greg's I think, probably right. first on that <laughs> list. Well, and Brad. We got Brad Ring, too. And Brad, and Brad has yeah. too. I mean, so yeah, forgive me for. No, no you're okay. I'm, I was thinking mostly of the, the reserve okay. guys. Sure, but no, yeah, guess what, Brad, well, and, but you can't win a Euchre tournament. And you didn't even get listed on this list. You're yeah. done. 
Tim, do you know how to play euchre? No, I've, no. I've missed out on that one. You got to get it. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> need to learn. You got to be part of the tournament. We have a tournament. <laughs> we might change it to poker. I was thinking on the way over here. We you might play poker? poker. I know. Wait, wait, wait. No hobbies. We don't golf. We don't have time. But do you play poker? Uh, I can play poker. Okay. Okay. We, we might, might put a card tournament. We put a card tournament on last year, and we did it with players, fans. Yeah. Um, here. Charity wise, right? Yeah, all so all proceeds went to charity. That's great. And the winners got full size championship like belts. Belts. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Oh yeah, it was. We took it to practice once out of Grand Park, and everybody was fighting over who's going to get a picture of it. They're heavy. <laughs> like, they're like fifteen pound belts. Like legit. That's right. Yeah. So it's like Cole Stone playing poker with you, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's finish them up so we can get him on out of here. Yeah, I mean, you could stay if you want, but we know but it's seven forty-five, and I'm giving you the option if you'd like to stay I a little think, longer. I feel it's my turn on the mic, all right? No, yeah, yeah. They, don't worry about, yeah. no, about it. James Collider I, over here. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, and I hope you'll you'll bring me back. I oh, know yes. that every day I've got to spend the evening planning my practice mm -hmm. and also getting to bed at a reasonable hour because when you have 25 <laughs> professional athletes all walking towards you at 10 o'clock in the morning, you've got to have your wits about you And because if they think that, that you stayed out and and uh, aren't aren't ahead of them, then they'll they'll test you. If you're yeah. out to 901, they're gonna know. <laughs> they so, know. I got a question. So, do you have a whiteboard in your house? Like, I feel like you have like a whiteboard, and you got like dry erase, and you're like coming up with schemes. He's got no, a house. matrix printer. We we have we have numerous numerous uh, whiteboards at our training facility that we work with yeah. all the time. But at, at home, home at home, I use four by six blank you know index cards so i have like little Attaboy. miniature whiteboards that He's when i don't like something i can throw it away storyboarding like a right. motion picture first right. 15 minutes <laughs> this is what's gonna happen yeah oh, that's good before yeah. you go like seinfeld when he has to keep the, the notepad yeah, yeah you're right. done right. yeah, yeah. Right. i don't even know why we have him on the show John. um but uh <laughs> um one last thing and we didn't even talk about it uh i want thoughts about last week's game and then not only thoughts about this next week's game, but plans for the future. So that's three questions. There it I is. I told you it's coming. There's a three-parter. Last year, missed opportunity to move in the top level in the league. Yes. No one thought that Carolina would lose to Fort Lauderdale. Still only three points down, though. Right, and we're a game in hand. So yes. if we played our sixth game and got three points, we're tied for first yeah, place. So, we're you know, the, the soccer gods are looking down on us right now. <laughs> and Minnesota tied. So right. that was also helpful. Right. And, and yet you look at the next uh, five games. And this is a sprint, and it's going to come down to who's going to get on a roll, who's going to gain momentum. And we've got three Florida teams in Florida, so we have to deal with the heat and humidity. That's a different condition. Have to maybe adjust how we're going to play the game. Uh, this next one with Fort Lauderdale having confidence coming off Carolina, very important game sure. that we try to win down there. The other two games are against Minnesota and Carolina in the rest of the spring schedule. And what's vital about those, those are top teams in the league, right. but they're both at home, right. which means the fans get a piece of them and, and puts us in a position – to maybe finish the spring looking at that final game against Carolina. God, oh, man, as, that could be a trying. massive game. You can't wait for Akira <laughs> to come. Akira is going to get Akira, it. Akira yeah. hates coming here Akira because hates, the hates BYB us. just destroys just destroy Akira. Yeah. Oh, favorite chant of the BYB that you've heard so far. Well, can you um, finish? Can you finish? Oh, no, I'm sorry. This question. <laughs> Go ahead. Shit, I do that <laughs> all the time. I'm sorry. No, uh, so so this game is, is vitally important. <laughs> and, um, uh, again, just looking at, at – those two home games uh, setting us up against the top teams are going to be key for us. So. Okay. So, fine. You've, you you said there was one last one. Yeah, I know. trying to ask one more. Let's I let just, coach go. I, I, want, I want favorite. Do you Have you paid attention to any of the chants at all? I hear a lot of noise. Yeah. And and I haven't caught the detail of them. And if okay. there's a place that I can go and, and actually read. There what is. They, is there? Yeah. If you go to a Slaughterhouse19's uh, SoundCloud mm -hmm. page. 
just search Slaughterhouse 19 on SoundCloud, or it's uh, it, there's a link off the Brickyard Battalion page. Uh, there's a link to all the, the John chains. Colluder. This is on you. Yes, John Collider. This is yours. Yes, Dak Colluder. Do good, it for you. Good. I will. I will work on those and memorize them the next time We're I'm on. We're over there screaming we'll, we'll, the chain. We'll cheer together. Listen, this won't be the last time that you're on. We'll have you on multiple times, so we'll make sure, and we'll get. Good. We'll get Tim. Uh, we'll get the Tim duo on one time, and maybe Colluder can let you stay out a little longer. All right, one last story. Okay. Yes. Oh, look at this so, guy keeping it longer. So screw listen, you, Colluder. Listen. So, <laughs> so one of the strangest experiences in okay. my international travels. Okay. We're playing in what? Uh, in India, I was coaching the India League, and their Open Cup is fun. called the Federation Cup. Yep. And the actual host site was up in a place called Silchar, which is up above Bangladesh. India okay. kind of creeps up above there. It is the most northern eastern point of India. Okay. And so we're up there during Christmas. They don't celebrate Christmas, so I had to educate the boys, and we all went out and got presents for each other all and right. like that. Um, <laughs> you just wanted a bunch of presents from your team. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're on the way to one of our games, and the bus breaks down. It was like two miles away. So we're saying we're going to be late. How are we going to get to the game? And they don't have taxis, but they have uh, rickshaws. <laughs> so we hired 10 rickshaws because, you know, they only – they only hold like two, two players people, each. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, we needed a couple for balls and, and uniform. Yeah. But they're soccer like players, that. so they're light. So <laughs> yeah. that's perfect. A rickshaw, right. India's Uber. <laughs> right, right. And you're looking at the guy pulling it, thinking I could use this guy tonight. You know? <laughs> his, his endurance, his conditioning is amazing. Yeah. Hankinson's right. like, listen, you've got some great pace. I think I'm going to put you in a kit tonight. <laughs> but anyway, we finally got there, won the game, and so it was a great experience. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, that was That's our awesome. rickshaw game. So. I think we're going to have just one show dedicated to Hankinson's stories. That's gonna Story be, time wait, with Coach wait, Hankinson. That's our, that's our new band name, My Rickshaw Game. <laughs> that's great. I like this. This is excellent. Coach, great to have. Amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so thank much. You guys. Thank you for taking really the time out. Great time. Till next time. Till next time. Yeah. All right. Well, give, sure. give give John the hard questions now. Oh, right. John doesn't get and there's no remorse for that. This is where the show gets it goes into like Yeah. So so we're actually going to stop it and we'll make it two segments. Oh no. So. No, we're just going to go. All right. Good. Thank Thanks guys. All right. And we'll, we'll make sure we'll, five for this weekend. We'll make yeah, we'll make sure that you uh next time that you're on we there's no three. game after we want three. and so that you could just hang out. It'll be like either a break or a bye week and just have some beers and hang out. We want three. We want three. Uh-oh. Careful. All right. All right. All the best, guys. Thanks, Tim. John, come on over and have a seat. Hey, John. You like, you like how John tried to do a man shake? He's like, I came in with a man shake. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's yours. Take it. It's yours now. Don't try to throw it in the dumpster. I want to <laughs> see it during interviews. Oh, no, that's happened before. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I believe. Hey, coach. Yes. Bye, Coach. Uh, joining us now is PR director John Collider. Wow. It's it's John Colluder Mellencamp. I deserve that. It's James I Collider. John I, I think I had your it's name it's in it's my it's phone as yeah. John yeah. Collider. Yeah. John Cuckold. John Cuckold. John Cuckold. Yeah. Dude. Come on. <laughs> you know how many years? <laughs> At least you've been... was an honest mistake. <laughs> honest mistake three years ago. Yeah, yeah. How long have hey. we known each other? Uh, roughly three years. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you misspelled my name? And uh, even roughly up, three years. <laughs> and, and I don't know that you can ever get past doing it live on air on 1070 for soccer was... with Andy Bumgrab. Yeah, I knew right away. <laughs> yeah. I knew right away. <laughs> oh, then, well, especially when I stopped him, I was like, oh, what was that again? Wait, wait. <laughs> can we get Colluder to do his accent that he had that entire show for this show? I can, I can no, do it. I've got... Uh... Hey, you got the, the gear. A little, little I'll do it. I'll do it. Today, yeah. So hey, yeah. welcome to Soccer Saturday with <laughs> our permanent relegation <laughs> podcast. 
Yes, we talk about the soccer show. So it's somewhere best. between Eastern European and Harry Carey <laughs> yeah, is yes. what you're saying. We yes. go out and we get we get the the hot, sexy wow, American guys. That's what it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Hey, Pavel. The best part was my girlfriend, right? And she's listening to it. Is like just messaged me when you said it. it's like Bob Garton immediately. immediately <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I pissed off. She's just like, what the fuck? This guy's known you for a while now. What's going on? So he got nervous. He did a really good job. Okay, listen, he nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. I'm and you hit awake. the post. I didn't. What I didn't want expect? this. No, I said, give me a minute. Oh, too bad. Oh, well, Damn, too bad. I, I, too bad. I, 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 He's just fucking with you. He's fucking with you. I don't. I don't want no beer. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this it's usually is a universal symbol for one more. Please. True. You know what? It's easy to, to like trick a homeless guy. You know, I, it's good. Hey, yeah. I, I missed the first half of the show. Did Hankson tell you the one about him and Valderrama hot wiring an '82 Nova and joyriding through the uh, Everglades and picking up? Is that a real story? On the way. Is that oh a, yeah. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Why did you not message me that and say ask ask Hankson? We have we have the best yes. hair in soccer ever. Yes. We have Miss Finland and we have hot wiring. In the Everglades. Fantastic story. And Valderrama. Wait, wait, wait. I just said oh, the okay, best hair. Oh, my. No, I'm talking about Hankinson's got a really good hair, <laughs> hair in soccer, though, too. Yeah, um, see? Thank you. He no, Valderrama. Say, say, the, the, I, show's, the show's not long enough for that one. I feel Don't worry like it. we're missing a key component there, which was probably, like, dead body. Because the Everglades <laughs> hot wiring giant yeah, like dead body no, in the trunk. They were baby alligator hunting, 3 a.m. Long story. <laughs> long story. So, John Kaluter, now that thank I fixed you. it in my thank phone. You, Andrew. Uh-huh. Uh, I have to see this guy twice this week, by the That's way. Yeah, I hear you have a business meeting yeah. or something. Yeah, Nobody cares. Yeah. I forgot so we have to be adults on Friday. Yeah, That's... no. Yeah, when am I ever an adult? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah no. Uh, so anyway, Colluder has graced us with his presence for the yes. last probably 10 minutes of the show. Yep. And uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the promotions that you have coming up for Indy 11. And I actually want to know, how do yes. you think things are going so far this year? You're one of the old school you, guys. I, I, you, you asked two questions that are wonderful. so polar opposite. It doesn't matter. Let's, no, start let's, with, let's start with, let's talk about promotions. Well, no, I'd, I'd like to start end. with the other one. Okay. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad we're starting promotions. First thing is get your asses to Westfield tomorrow night to watch the uh, MPSL team play in the Open Cup game because the Open Cup is the best tomorrow. thing about American soccer. Yes. What Wednesday time is that night, game? Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Tickets are 5 bucks. I mean, if you can't scrounge up 5 bucks. To watch a game, you're probably in, in not the listening to your show. One of your oldest continuously running soccer tournaments on the planet, and then I don't want to know yet. Okay. Um, Do they serve beer out there? No, uh, that's a no. Right there, no, immediately. No, 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 no. No. I, I I know they were talking about for regular season games. I'm not sure if they have. Can we BYOB? Um, there's a parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you can tailgate. I I, I guarantee you, I, Peter Evans will be there because that dude loves the U.S. Open Cup. Okay. I'll be there. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I love MPSL. It's, it's like soccer meets March Madness. It's the best thing. Yeah, dude. Best thing fantastic. ever. Fantastic. Any given Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> any given as you, Wednesday. As you a soccer dictate Wednesday. <laughs> Fixtures, yes, hey, on hey. any given Wednesday this year. Hey, Gunyan, would you like to be on the mic now? No. We've already Step learned that. Step on in. Step on in. You sure about he, that? The water is lukewarm. Aaron will right. start rubbing his head, and he'll go, so, uh, <laughs> well, if I'd known that, I would have been Fetus. sitting over there staring at my phone for like Fetuses 25 are babies, minutes. right? After, yes. after the, uh, after. <laughs> yeah, babies. He, he join the club. I don't know if you saw the tweet that's earlier. What, that's what we do. Did you see the tweet a couple days ago where we just fucking wrecked him? 
I mean, no. he's the new guy. You keep, see, you keep saying, the way you say rectum, I keep thinking, yes, we did get all in his rectum. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was like a full-on colon cleanse let's, with let's our keep elbows. keep it PG-13, please. <laughs> please. No. No. Okay. No, okay. I, had to, I had to restrain when Coach was here. You did a good job. We did a really good uh, job. But we did. I mean, again, I'm going to have to go back and listen because I can't Shut hear a word you guys are you saying. You won't listen to this show, here, though. So you probably probably never won't. But, uh, <laughs> he didn't even listen to the show we did live on Soccer just, Saturday. Just the last 15 minutes so I can hear my own voice. John but, uh, just, he just completely zoned out even on Soccer yeah. Saturday. It's like, hey, an hour's a long time to fill, all right? As we know, time. as we know. Okay, so promotion. So we got tomorrow. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, yep, five dollars. Uh, Seven o'clock kickoff. Uh, get, is it, uh, is the 11 it birds NPSL? and wild animal night at nope, uh, NPSL? No, nothing but soccer tomorrow night. <laughs> nothing but soccer. It's it's soccer in its purest form tomorrow night. Oh. Sorry, no animals involved. I can't wait till we have strikers and sloths. Tonight. You know, yeah, <laughs> you, try, Mike, you yeah. try to do nice things for animals. You, you know what? And this is what this is what I'm you really get. glad that this is the last this show you get. that will ever happen in the eleven staff. <laughs> I can't wait till we have until we have iguanas and Iglesias oh, okay. fans. No, honestly, the dogs. The dogs. Not a bad idea. Listen, actually, the, maybe for Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> the dogs. Come up. Come on. Honestly, I'll be on Drake. That dogs. The dog is something. The furballs night thing was was a fantastic idea especially for for no i'm serious because uh, like did you vet the animals <laughs> and i don't mean that like that's a double like entendre yeah, yeah. Like, no like did, did, did all these animals get vetted before they came i'm pretty did, did are you have for the rabies shots no no we didn't know <laughs> no, but like did no, you like hey this dog's gonna no. yap the hell for like fucking 90 minutes yeah oh, you really guys annoying. do i mean what's uh the difference wow yeah, yeah, that's true, true. Yeah. high five well, you are a bitch, Amy. So that's cool. Oh yeah, it's blamed on me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So it's all good. All right, so, so we just have pick it up the spare. All anyway. right, so Saturday, next yes. Saturday. Next Saturday, uh, lots of stuff going on. We've got our tank top and uh, ticket promotion. Uh oh, the ladies' night. Wait, is it foam? Also, foam foam no, it's the ladies' night. It's a foam party. Uh, it is a, a uh, not, party. not that bad. It's okay. for a good cause, at least. It's for wish for our heroes. Okay. Twenty-five dollars gets you a. Uh, East Gold bottom or end line section ticket, a Indy 11 camo tank top, Uh-oh. and a uh, $5 donation to Wish for Our Heroes. And that's a uh, tank top and Daisy Duke night, correct? Uh, no, just, just, just we're giving away tank tops. You can wear okay. Daisy Dukes. That's optional. It's, uh, okay. You guys can't. That is not optional for you guys. <laughs> so it's, uh, oh, see, out I'm out. I thought we'll it was TNA night. That's what he was saying. It's military appreciation night. Yes, military slash IMS night okay. as well. So okay. we're working wow. on okay. ways to uh, work with uh, the track and hopefully uh, a driver or two. It's Qualls night. Really? So you guys they're, have they're like kinda, a tie to the track now? Uh, I, didn't we, hear, I didn't hear that you we've got good relations. Oh, you do now? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, it's uh, not not a bad. Uh, yeah, that's not good. a bad time. And this is a good month for that, I suppose. But yeah, right? it's May. I hear, it's a good, I hear there's a, honestly. I hear there's year. a little race down there at the end. I hear there's two, I I hear there's two races. Actually, I, I hear Go it's karts. a special race. Go karts. I hear it's a special like. I think it's their 10th anniversary or something. First go kart race. <laughs> First go kart race on the 29th. It's actually a bumper car race. Awesome. Memorial Day. They put yeah. a they put a, a ceiling on the IMS, and it's one of those ones that have the electric thing that run along the top. They, they run a fair Pink Floyd the Wall light show. Laser <laughs> light show. It's fantastic. It's gonna be dope. <laughs> Look at Chris. It's like, oh if it was Laser Rush, I would. Be <laughs> yeah, there it is. Night, night, night. Today's time. Ooh, sorry. Real. Listen, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, because I have that idea. Can we make Saturday, July 23rd against Edmonton Rush Night? 
Yes. Dude, it is family night right now. Fuck the families. It's Rush No, no, night. no. Families love Rush. We can tie no, those do they together. really do. My family loves Rush. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean. Can we fly in Getty Lee? Working, I want Getty Lee to do the Working man special night. I want Getty Lee to do the Canadian Every working man brings their family for a discount. Aaron can't stand it right now. I can't be the wrecking man. But see, that's pretty Neil Pert. Neil Pert, so you can't. I don't know. That's not really Rush. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's got to be Neil Pert Rush. Actually, can we know? Like Red Barchetta? I got better. The next Edmonton game, I want it to be Ed, Ed, and Eddie night. Oh, God. You know why, right? You get to kick Eddie Edwards in the groin. Yes, Eddie Edwards. Ed or Edwards or something. All I know is I heard so many Ed, Ed, and Eddie chants during the game. You, you didn't realize it, right, Eddie Edwards from the Eddie's? Oh, of course. Yeah, great. I've got something to talk about off air as well. Good. That's great. <laughs> so moving Let's on. Let's Yes. So, uh, so the next so one. We've got so we got the, the military. The Heroes, uh, mm-hmm. Tank and T, uh, benefiting Wish for a Hero special. Okay. We've got uh, $79 family four-pack special is back uh, for that I love night. that he's coaching so, you yes. on this. Thank you very much. <laughs> Because I said, I've got seven seconds. No, no. I this is seven, a 25. Seven, Bud seven words. Bud seven Light words. Oh, man. Seven Se- words. Uh, sounds like sounds you got 30 like... seconds to Mars. <laughs> Go. Jared Leto. Uh, my so-called life. No. Okay. Um, Joker. <laughs> let's see. So the family four pack uh-huh. that okay. is for tickets, for hot dogs, for bags, chips, for sodas. For corn dogs or box. just hot dogs? Just hot dogs. When are mm. corn dogs coming back? Because corn, corn dog night, sad. I think, is in August. Okay, good. Corn dog night is in August. Yes. Course, why wouldn't you know? Um, right? Duh. I'm on the. I'm on the single. We do have the. Uh, we do have the Bud Light Club add-on package. Uh, it comes automatic with Premier uh, side seats. So if you get seats on the North sideline and Premier sideline or Premier midfield, you will get the automatic or uh, the free all-you-can-eat buffet plus two mm-hmm. free drinks, mm-hmm. courtesy, courtesy of our friend, courtesy of our friends Bud Light. <laughs> Also known as America. Hi. Hi. Do you, do you like Chase? Did you guys hear the news today? No. Budweiser is changing their name to America. And so now you can come to a bar no. and order America. I'm sorry. Uh, the fact that Budweiser is owned by InBev. 100%. Wait. They're kind of Belgian. Yes, yes. They're 100% Belgian. Owned by InBev. And you're going to call yourself America now. Oh, where was that when you sold out for billions of dollars, you pieces of shit? I'm Budweiser sorry. has named its beer America. Ooh. Interesting. So it's American America Light. Well, the Bud Light Club is sponsored by Bud Light. So we're going to say, uh, <laughs> when does you that can't, change? You can't really uh, That changes uh, soon. I got to so read what, the. Is it America Light? No, then? dude, it's literally the Budweiser. King it's 100% America. America. Yeah. It says America. America. Now, oh, in, yeah. now in beer snobs, see you go to a bar and go, I'd like a America, please. Be like, oh, you drink America? You, that, America sucks. Why didn't she <laughs> why just put it America? Like in America. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, for real. So those are the promotions. Yes. As I was saying. Yes. Um, yes. But if you're not on sitting on the north sideline in the premier sections, you could, the uh, next 25 bucks will get you the two drink special plus the OIKD buffet on the Bud Light Club. Which is deck area closest to the BYU? I'll tell you that buffet is really good. Is it, I've, I've seen, is it as good I mean, as I've, the prime rib buffet at PTs? Is it? Is, <laughs> is anything? Is anything? <laughs> good point. Good point. I'll drink I've to that. Been. Cheers. 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 Hey, thanks Cheers. for coming on. Yeah, thanks for coming. Hey, on. Is that a Boddington's? Pleasure. Yes. Great. Of course it is. Way to drink local. <laughs> I get ridiculed if I drink America. So, uh, don't hey. drink America. That's not local either. But Saturday, a, June eleventh. Sounds good. Uh, hopefully that's clinched the spring season night against Carolina. Yes. Also, uh, also a Pride Night. Correct. We are uh, actually we're working with our partners from uh, Circle City Pride 
because they have Buku events that night. They do. Just yes. kind of wrapping up Pride Week. So we are still going to support Pride for that night. We'll support their initiatives. Their ticket offer is going to be for a game later in okay. uh, July. Okay. But we're still plotting ways to celebrate Pride Night uh, uh, on June 11th. So Let's not go too far ahead, but my favorite night of the year, Corn Saturday, July 9th. Corn dog night. Craft beer night. Craft beer night. That was uh, good last year. Yeah, that was, it was. fantastic. I, I don't have any specifics on who will be there, but there mm. will be local beer there. What more do they need to know? Exactly. Then you get to drink local beer for two hours I mean, before kickoff. It's against Minnesota, so they'll probably be like, it's like a really good team. It's wonderful <laughs> game. It is, especially for those that drink local beer. It's really good. I don't think Boddington's will have a booth there. Well, I think they know. <laughs> I fit it in now. <laughs> So I could drink local beers later. Aaron's like, I'm so glad Colluder came. This is so much better because you just don't get the ridicule. Yeah, really. It's like it's a weight off his chest. This is how you take it. Aaron. This is how you take the you ridicule. Just, you can take it in and, and then it's like a Coke bottle. Okay. Okay. So since you're on the mic, yes. I don't want to talk about promotions anymore. I want to talk about what you think about this season so far. How are things going? It's been... Don't refreshing. Give and you know what? No, no it's, 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 a, it's, been, a, it's a legit answer. It's been refreshing because we were undefeated through four games last year as well. I think people have a hard time remembering that. Uh, There's a lot it's, of ties. It's got a different feel to it. Uh, it, it really does have a, a, a different sense of uh, almost rebirth slash momentum slash um, enthusiasm behind it. Um because honestly, we didn't expect, we didn't know what to expect at the start of the year. Right. So, the the plan was to grind out points while this team figures out who they are, and and what they do. Um, we honestly, I, I don't know if if you said five games through the spring season, are you going to be in contention for the spring title? We might have said, uh, probably not, but it'd be nice. <laughs> um, and to be a game out. Right. At this point, sure. With the schedule lying out as it does, it is. Yeah, I don't know if you can ask for anything. That last game other than this... two points, uh, yeah. two more points from Saturday night. That last game of the spring season is going to fucking be crazy. Uh, wouldn't that be something to have a de facto spring season championship at the mic on June 11th? How nuts would that be? How? Wait, nobody can hear you because your yeah. mic's off, dipshit. Yeah, I can't hear how, you. How? <laughs> like, how well, ridiculous would that atmosphere be? Check. Yep. There you go. It would be the most meaningful game at the mic we've ever Easily. seen. It would be amazing. Easily. It's like fucking Silent Bob just showed up. <laughs> he said something impactful, and then he just disappeared back again. Just so good. I love that. I've waited. I've waited. Have a heart, man. Say goodbye to the kitties. Exactly. I will tell you that my girlfriend said, who is this Zach Galifianakis look like wearing the blazer, seemingly blurred as hell on his cell phone? Oh, what was it? Snoochie Boochies. Okay. Snoochie yeah, That's right. Yep. Exactly. Uh -huh. yep. I'll get the quick mark. <laughs> we'll get to, yeah, I'm not even supposed to be here today. I'm not yeah. even supposed to be here today. <laughs> right. You mean I have to drink this coffee hot? All right. <laughs> I want to take. I thought about Actually, going the guy with the eggs in the supermarket once, but I figured I want, it wasn't worth I want, it. I want this guy to get on the mic because I yeah. want him to talk about this. You got to talk yeah, about this. This is this is. Well, hang on. No, wait, wait. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh oh, I want to take a brief moment to introduce you to a new oh, segment that we call yeah. the Gunyan Funyan Corner. With our special guests, you're holding out on Dude, me. Dude, Fuji's and Funyuns. He's all about Fuji's and Funyuns. It was all about Fuji's. Every time Funyuns. I think of my brother, I think about Fuji's and Fuji's. 
but that's because my dog's name is Funyuns. Okay, so <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the Gunyun Corner. Uh, we're going to talk today. Uh, we want to talk about a, uh, a special the charity Zayed rule. Yep, the Amon Zayed rule and a special charity. And there's nobody better to talk about this than, than our own Aaron Gunyun. Mm. And we want to thank you for yes. uh, for popping on here. Thanks, guys, for having me on. The Amon Zayed rule is a really cool thing. I don't know if you guys have talked to Amon Zayed, right? No, no. Apparently, Indy Eleven doesn't know that I that I do what I do because I got a call from Chris who says, "Hey, we noticed that you bought a ticket or got a ticket for Indy Eleven, and we want to let you know there's a BYB event where you could meet Chris at your ticket at your stop." Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's uh-huh. like, he's like, hey, know, where you Chris. could meet, you could meet, uh, uh, you could meet Amon Zayed. And I was like, oh, Chris oh, calls me and goes, "Dude, I just got a phone call from Indy Eleven, and I can meet this uh, Amon Zayed, Zayed guy." guy. I was like, no. I am so excited. I'm super excited to hear this guy. Anyways, we just took away from the Gunyan Corner. No, Here, Funyan Gunyan. Funyan Gunyan, 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 Gunyan Corner. Right, extravaganza. Love okay. the, I love Funyuns. <laughs> Who no. doesn't? You better have so some about, is that a, is that from a toddy, the time that I was five years old, I think everyone realized my last name rhymed with Funyuns. So is that a toddy like, uh, Roma jersey? It's a on special Roma jersey. <laughs> name, me, name me three players. Oh, no, that the- would never happen. <laughs> Well, that would absolutely never happen. <laughs> three, what, get three guys that used to play with Michael Bradley. Yep, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that, okay. Let me start by saying this color is really flattering on me. <laughs> it brings out your eyes. Yeah. It brings out your ginger beard. And then I bought my wife a USA jersey on World Soccer Shop. And while I was on there, I was like, oh, that shit's on sale. <laughs> Added two carts. So you got the you got the one cub with the, or you got the one club that's got the suckling, suckling animals on the teeth. Yep. As a logo, <laughs> it's fitting. It's how I feel right now. <laughs> cool. Get on. Anyways, all right, let's talk about this. Let's so, our goals for kids in Amon's Eye Rule. Yeah. So, Playworks Indiana is a really cool foundation, and uh, what they do is they set up after-school activities for kids and make sure they get playtime and recess and all all sorts of other things to keep them active and uh, get them involved in their classroom projects with a little bit of steam burned off and and working out. Amon Zayed. <laughs> I'm getting made fun of for pausing to breathe. Would you shut up, Andy? This is serious. Eamon Zayed is a really cool guy, and you yes. should listen to it any time he tells a story. But he has a really special story about a time when he was in Iran. I'm sorry, in Libya. And uh, the government had made a special rule preventing him from playing with the club he wanted to play for. Right. Um, Why was that? Because uh, the government controlled one specific club, and they wanted him to be on that club. And so they said, you can't uh, play for this other club. <laughs> we are going to prevent you from playing for anyone except for our Qaddafi-run club. Right. <laughs> well, Aaron Gunyan just got on the list. No, not, <laughs> we don't so, really. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're a little late on that one, but that's okay. But the point is, geopolitics. You need to get up on top. Let's go. <laughs> I love you. The point go. is, it was referred to as the, the Amon Zayed rule, and I thought, how cool would it be if we took back the Amon Zayed rule and made it something about kids and something about a local community here. Eamon Zayed has embraced Indianapolis and this team, and he wants to be a part of the community. He said, this is a great idea. When I talked to Eamon, he said, this is fantastic. I'd like to have the Eamon Zayed rule actually mean something important. And he has said something to the effect of no kids should ever be denied an opportunity to play and have fun, just like I was denied an opportunity to play for the club I wanted. He's on board 100%. Every time Eamon Zayed scores this season for Indy 11, people will be donating to charity and that money will benefit Playworks uh, Playworks Indiana. You can go online. You can go to permanent relegation. 
you can go to uh, you can follow the hashtag wherever you see Eamon Zyadrol. Yeah. Bloody Shambles. You can go to Bloody Shambles. You can go well. to BloodyShambles.com. You can go a lot of different places. Can you go to Indie11.com and check out this uh, Eamon Zyadrol? Probably not. Not yet. But <laughs> working on. Yeah, it's in the queue. It's in the queue. <laughs> But it's kind of a, a, a as-needed per goal basis. It's sure. a, every time Eamon scores. So we, what we get to do is we get to celebrate and we get to donate to charity every time Eamon Zayed scores. Uh, he's a fantastic international striker. He averages about one goal every two games. So he's a little bit uh, behind on his average right now. But oh, I, do I hope expect, he's not fucking listening right now. Yeah, I hope he's fucking listening. And I hope he fucking <laughs> scores some fucking goals. Because cause I can tell you what this, Mike goes, tired of, kids. Making, Mike goes tired of making bricks for his ass if he's not going to come take them <laughs> at the end of them. Uh, I heard that uh, Michael had six bricks in his backpack. Seven. Yeah, he did. Seven. Seven. Yep. Yeah, yes. he only gave away one to Vuko. Because one, one, one was for Bush. Zayed was pointing to the corner again last week. He was saying, you know, prepare some bricks for me, and Michael got all excited. Yeah. I think seven bricks is a tad ambitious I think for we any into the 11 hey, squad, no matter how good they are. Know, you never know where we're going to put up a half dozen. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not like we're you playing Fort Lauderdale last season. Yeah, clinch. <laughs> Easy there. Too soon. Oh my God. Easy there. Wow. <laughs> little little too Christ. soon. It's awesome. Stacker Dutch could be revoked, you know. This is why. Yeah, it uh, yeah, it says the wrong podcast on it. Uh but anyway, we have uh um so we have these buckets so, here. About the kids. My fault. We so about the kids. Here. Yeah. So wow. check out so listen, check out these buckets. We're at the tailgates. If you see um, if you say James Cormack, Caleb Ramp, myself. Christopher, or this guy who no longer has media credentials, <laughs> um, the guy who has to buy BYB tickets, and he's about to spill some beer because he doesn't. Jesus, to man, come on, get it together, Gunning. Yeah, um, that's why they don't let you talk. Coming off, coming off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, check us. Come find us at the tailgate um, uh, during watch parties here. During away watch parties, uh, Chris and I will be here, or one of us will be here to watch the uh, uh, Indy Eleven on away games. And we'll have the uh, the bucket here. I think James will have them at Union Jack as well. Sure. Uh, James will have uh, these buckets at Union Jack at the watch parties as well. So come and uh, and get the you put your money in here. I think we've uh, from the game from last week uh, we have raised I think eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's an arbitrary number that I just threw out. But uh, <laughs> nobody can check it. Yeah, nobody can check it. There's money in here though. It's jingling. It's jingling. A lot there's, of change. But there's also, there's also, the there's also dollars I, I, I in there. I snuck in there and I looked and I said, well, there's the... Is there some Benjis in there? Is there some uh, Harriet Tubman's in there? Dude, dude, there's there's some... So you can <laughs> donate... That, that is literally too soon. Uh, you can make one-time donations. You can make pledge-based donations. Yes. yes. Uh, you can decide to sign up and say you want to give $1 per goal, there's $10 a form per goal. available. Yeah. Um, I would put Eamon down. I mean, not to put too much pressure on him or Indy 11, but easily nine to ten goals ought to, ought to make a lot of sense for him through a 30-game season. I would say so. And if you just kind of want to get an idea of, of the guy's history as well, it was a very interesting – it was an interesting chat that we have with him as well. Yeah. If you go back and listen to our show with him, he's got quite the history, and he's played in a lot of places. Or, or so, if you're like me, go back and listen for the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that'd be well, great. So as first-time listener, you probably should because you probably learned something about your player. You know, bit. you know, be a good intro for the show. What? Is uh, my name's John Cluter, and I've never listened to this show. Here you go. <laughs> right, right. So good. And here's permanent relegation. Rack him, rack him. Uh, from Twitter, at Soccer with Brian said, "I want angry Aaron Gunyan more on the permanent relegation podcast. I like it." 
no, I agree. And I love Angry Aaron. Um, well, I, I also like, like having players on the show. So there's <laughs> So that. he can sit over there oh, while players are sitting bounce. over here. It's, it's a, a delicate it is. balance. It is. It's like a delicate flower that I just rub on let's, my... Let's all be honest. Everybody was frustrated after the game yeah, over of the course. weekend. Yeah, of course. Everyone. Yeah. Yes. Everyone. Absolutely. Your article was fantastic because it was literally like, it's okay to be disappointed. Hey, how did yeah, it... How did, how did that article... I didn't get to read the ending. Mm. How did it end? It ended with a really positive Hankinson quote, actually. What did it? What was the quote? Looking for... Well, I can't do it off the top of my head, but it was I'll looking look it through and, and ahead to the end of the spring season. I'll find it for you. That's we can fill it. some time in the meantime. We can okay. talk about how Indy 11 read my article and decided not to retweet oh. it. That is an editorial decision. <laughs> Indy 11 does not apologize for that. The, be- the best part was the Sorry, best at Indy 11. Listen, does not apologize this. Listen the best so part I can about- make it more inclusive. The best part about that was he's like, guarantee the front office isn't going to retweet this. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the first one to go. We'll, sure we'll wait until the next game I, preview. But he will was, say it was, it was, was just a, by accident. It was really, solid. I didn't mean to not retweet it. No, it's okay. The final it, quote was, we have big games ahead. We finished with Carolina, the first place team at home, so we just have to keep building points. We will look at ourselves and say, we are undefeated, the only team in the league, and as long as we keep moving in that direction, whether it's 301, those are positive things to look forward to. Quoted by Ken. Read, read me the line be- below that we want to, because I actually haven't read this. I want to see what you actually wrote. We talked about this last night. What do you write right below that we want three, we want three? Hold on. I, I kind of want to build this up a little okay. bit. So I had been drinking a little bit while I had been writing, and I was I had been stewing since Saturday Easy night. Easy there, Hemingway. <laughs> I had a few Chardonnays. <laughs> have to, no, no, no. You told me. It wasn't right, Chardonnays. No, hold on, no, no, it was. Listen, were you, listen. Were you petting your cat with five Stop. fingers as Stop. well? Let me let me tell you how this story went down on this. He goes, listen, I may have had a few Chardonnays. I was like, do you have your laptop in a fucking bubble bath right now? What's your Chardonnays? Was this when you, when this, when you called him said, I, I got to call yeah, you right yeah. now. I got to call you. And he goes, okay, my Chardonnays, it might be whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is I see, I, now if you're watching the YouTube right now, I see Aaron Gunyan writing articles like this. How how do I feel? Just writing it with one I'm, hand. I'm wearing a smoking jacket. First of all, <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't respect anyone who writes while drinking white wine. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Second of all, congratulations for not electrocuting yourself in the bubble bath. <laughs> yeah, right? that, that, is, that is hard to pull off. The it was, point is, it was I Ninja called... Turtles bubble bath, too, wasn't it? Okay. I love the Ninja Turtles <laughs> hey, almost as works. much. Yeah. Anyway. Where the hell were we? So building it up, I'm talking to my editor on the phone last night. My, my editor? editor. Oh, excuse me, co-editor, thank you very much. No, because you didn't give any damn input. You just go, that's great. I was asleep. I, I, I was been, asleep by the time I'm you guys were talking to me. I'm Aaron with a, a three-quarter <laughs> three lit cigarette hanging with out the, of his mouth. With the black hole. Seriously, no, pecking away at a typewriter. It's almost done. No, no, it's almost well, done. A, like, our deadline's in five minutes, Aaron. <laughs> I'm almost there, boss. I'm almost there. I got a couple quotes I got to add in for the he's got a story that has a little pa- piece of paper that right. says press, press. it. <laughs> okay. Can you go to the next game? Glad, with glad, you, did, glad you didn't wear your fedora tonight. Okay, and so that's... can we just get to a story? So we're talking. <laughs> this is great. You were looking forward to Cluter being on the mic so that you wouldn't get made fun of, but now all three of us are making no. fun of you. Yeah, I don't feel bad. <laughs> okay. That's all, right. all good. You right I got in. talked down off the ledge, basically. Um, I wasn't sure you if could. I was going too far. This guy's good at that, by the way. And uh, at Cibala came to me and he said, I need to talk to you. We'll do a one-on-one. And uh, he called me right away because he thought I was going to hit publish. (laughs) 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 And he said, perhaps 
let's <laughs> let's lift people up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and my philosophy behind this, and I explained to him as I said, story. well, no, is is listen, we're all emotional, and and we 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 not only do we cover this team, but we feel a lot of emotions about this team because we love it so much and we've talked about this i've got emotion on the show to the point where i broke down yeah you know and oh, yeah. that was with cormac and, and, and because it was so frustrating last year and and, and i got emotional but so you were pretty my, drunk my, at that point too was, was, you know alcohol <laughs> may have had something to do with it too <laughs> it happens. so so no but i just say i said and, and it comes with with also what i do with work in, in just in general is I always find that you, you got to get that emotion out. And I think you get to the points and, and Aaron nailed every single piece. And I agree with everything that he said. I said, you know, what really helps people though, is right at the end, you got to give them that taste of something like, you know what, even though it was kind of shit and it, it, it felt bad and it felt kind of dirty. God damn it. This, it feels this soul's beginning season though, still feels good. This yeah. feels different and just a little bit of uplift. And he was like, Nope, this is what I appreciate. I appreciate feedback. This is good. And, and I got a, a I got to give him credit for the fact that this guy's been writing for a really long time, and I have no way, shape, or form any <laughs> I, I, I should not be telling him anything on this well, at all. And he was so open and so unbelievably courteous to listen to me and didn't like immediately like splash the water around real hard in his tub and, and make weird noises at me. He, <laughs> no. I don't hang this. Right. I just no. spilled my whiskey. No. I don't agree at all. Well, right. and, but no, he was great. I, he was I think amazing. that's the thing that he doesn't realize, though, and this is the dynamic that you don't see behind the, the microphone or the Twitter pages or the blogs or anything like that is that that's what him and I have been doing for a long time is that if I want to like, cause I'll do most of the tweeting. And if I'm like, Hey, I want to tweet this. And he's like, yeah, you probably should it. Or if he wants to say something where he's just fired up, I'm like, yeah, you probably, you need to just chill for a second. Let's yeah. do it. That's what, but that's where that dynamic comes into is regardless of what the writing or the multimedia experiences is that we're all friends and we're all just right. trying to be like, Hey, listen, just chill out. And, and you know, from a club standpoint, write what it, we encourage folks to write whatever they want. We have the best bloggers covering in the NASL. It's not even close. It's not even close how many people cover us. Damn, it's not right. just me. It's not just me. There's it's a not, lot of yeah, there. but it's not just how well, we many have, people cover us. We do us. have how the best. How many, yeah, we, you're right up there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> No, but not just the number of top guys that out covers. of 10 is still 10 yeah, top 10. I mean, you're easily in the top five. Uh, oh, this guy with the jokes key. all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's not just the knowledge. It's not just the number of people that covers, but the knowledge of the people and the passion that they bring. And from our standpoint, tell us we're great. Tell us we're shite. I don't care from PR standpoint. I might not be able to retweet you for fear of retribution <laughs> from some of our uh, from some of the guys that are actually on the field and, and, and pouring their blood, sweat, and tears they out. Read, but they've, they've don't take that read. as a uh, don't take that as a knock against any of the work that's being done because it's good stuff. So I think you know it, it's it's honestly we enjoy the passion that that spills out from the pages of, of all the bloggers and it, it's it. It makes up for the coverage that maybe lacks from mainstream media because but, but it's so much different what, now. I mean, people right? have to read it. It's so much more though now. Like this yeah. year, think about that. Like, I know you have a certain amount of media passes you give, but you have, I think you have exponentially more things to either look at, to tweet, or retweet. Right. Now, somebody who's got to yeah. be on the social well, media more, piece. It's more consistent. Last yeah. year, I think. I hear you I have, mean, a, there you were, have a full-time person now who actually helps you now. Because you have so much. Since I wasn't writing content uh, <laughs> for the last 18 months. They basically were like, hey, John, you're like, shitty hey, at this. Got this, hire somebody. This kid's all right. It's not that I was shitty. 
It's just that I didn't have the time. Well, um, but well, still, Scott but Stewart, as I John likes to say, MLS quality I, on I, a thin ASL budget. Hey, we're trying, man. We're trying. <laughs> right. Um, it's what is demanded of us. Sky has done a fantastic, fantastic job. Fantastic work. I think you see him on the uh, field a lot with the Snapchats. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, I think he runs the Snapchats yeah. a lot. Snapchat. Um, I'm releasing my ironclad grip more on the Twitter. Sure. And, uh, and the Facebooks. Let sure. him do more of that. I don't like that, though. Um, I don't like that. I like I like knowing don't that worry. John Cluder runs the Twitter page. Well, I need to. Now I have to bring Scott on and have him have some drinks. No. <laughs> Who's Scott? <laughs> Scott, Scotty Duke. He's, Scotty he Duke. enough to drink? He's, he's yeah. too highbrow for yeah. the show. He's is he an intern? No, I can't. He, he, I've seen him enjoy a beverage here. Okay. All right. Well, Aaron was wondering if he was old enough to drink. He does, he does look a little young. He does. Uh, hey, hey, it's a little fresh under the collar, if you will. But no, you guys have you guys have grown. The, the, the great <laughs> look at it, boys under the collar. That's weird, Andy. <laughs> it's all right. I, I know what I like. But uh, <laughs> just goes weird. So about the kids. No, um, but what I was saying is, is that gets uh, around a donation plate and, and since, stuff gets woo, just gets weird. Since we have you on here, yeah. and and you essentially representing front office now mainly for this show because you've been on a lot. Um, Do you what know, I can. Yeah, we we deal with you directly. The the cool part is, is that you guys have kept that mentality of giving people like us that that voice and that's one of the things we, we told coach even before we were on the air he's like listen we have that because he was wondering how you guys got started he's like how'd you guys get started and we're like well this is what happened and now colluder basically gives us essentially carte blanche what we want to <laughs> because we give you that real that's like you guys you guys do you something guys. that no one else does yeah I mean, we. I wish we could have our own podcast in house, and maybe that's something with Scott on board. Well, if you could pay us, we could be yeah, official eighty eleven. But we don't need to because fans are conditioned, Wait, sure. and so I think it's better we need that to take way. This because offline, you... I think there's about to be a union strike. <laughs> all podcasts and all work bloggers. stoppage. Work stoppage. Right I, can t- I can tell you this: retweeting not payments enough. No, 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 no. It's nope. it's like we we'll, we've never asked for anything like super special or anything like that. But it's one of those things too, where if there was, I think I guess. What we've heard is if there was an Indy 11 podcast, people wouldn't want to listen to it well, because thing. we're not, we, we love the team, but we, we're not associated. We with would you. have to do something completely different right. because it would have to honestly, be like news. You guys, we couldn't, you guys we couldn't do this better than what we could do. Well, because it, oh, you guys, I'm fucking, I'm fucking that, that and putting that as a Cut promo that. shot. We could not <laughs> 26. We couldn't get away with a lot of the stuff that we do though. And I think that's what also makes it great right. is because we get to talk to players in a particular way. It's a that little more a lot of media can't. Than, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and we'd have to be very okay, it's a lot more unfiltered. Well, that's yeah. why we do it at a bar though, too. That's why it's more entertaining. It's because we want like people want to want to hear. Yeah, they that. know our story. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. Mm-hmm. They've heard this story a thousand yeah. times. They want to so, hear us talk to people. Yeah. So that's it. For All some right. strange All right, listen. Reason. We got three minutes. We can talk about something. Yeah, no. So no, make sorry, it I'm at, 8, I'm 30. All right, so uh, here's here's a little promotion. So uh, Champions League final is coming up. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Let's talk about so this So we have a, a dual bit. promo going on here. We haven't here. really talked to him about it, though. No. No, it's fine, but, but I'm going to tell you what we're doing, and then we'll we'll see if there's anybody else. I'm not including we'll anybody see if else there's yet. Synergies. You know, though. So okay, so we have an away game, um, at uh, May 28th. May 28th. Uh, we're playing. I'll have to look. We are at Miami. Oh Miami, yeah, because it's the believe. Florida stint. Yep. Yes. So so we're at Miami. Yeah, we're in the Florida portion of our yes, schedule right. right now. Because it's like 
Fort Lauderdale, Here. then home, then Miami, and then Tampa Bay, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So so we're down in Miami, but it's also Champions no, League it's, final. It's not Tampa no, Bay. No, I don't know. It's, it's Miami and then, sorry, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so we already played Tampa. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. So again, here we are. So May 28th, Champions League final, uh, Real Madrid, my uh, my babies. My yeah, babies, yeah, me yeah. and Guijo. Guijo, so Trust listen, me, he's I involved know. in this. He's involved in this. That's the point. So we're going to do a dual uh, promotion here. So we are going to have a viewing party for the Champions League final here at Chatham Tap Fishers. Uh, Andy will be here. Uh, we'll see what we can do Indy 11-wise. We don't know yet, but the, we're going to be there. So and it's Gijo, an game. Right, and Guy Joe and myself are going to be down at St. Joe's. Right. Um, we're going to have a, a viewership there, and then I am going to migrate back up here for the Indy 11 watch party up here. So it's going to be a full day. I'm going to be exhausted. I think you Probably. should have some type of telethon between games to raise money for the Amon Zayed. Oh, no, we'll, no, have, no, we'll have buckets. No, this is, this is going to be a live telethon. No, I think okay. what's going to happen a, is a four hour Chardonnays and buckets. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, that needs to be your new Twitter Ch handle. Champions League Chardonnays and Buckets. Aaron Gunyan's new Twitter handle is at Chardonnays and Buckets. <laughs> Uncle Drew always said it's all about getting buckets. And Hashtag Chardbucks. I think Amon Zayed's new thing should just be at buckets, <laughs> just buckets. He just needs to get yell buckets. buckets afterwards. Z buckets. Z, bu okay. Z bucket. Okay. This is getting crazy. All right, so the point is, um, <laughs> either head down to St. Joe's. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris will be down there. Be down Chris there with Gijo. I'll be um, up here. And if you don't know Gijo, you need to. You clearly haven't lived in Indianapolis <laughs> right. for like three weeks. Who do you think you know? Who Everybody do you think knows, knows more Gijo. people? Gijo or Molly? It's a tie. It really so? is a tie. Between Molly, them, they Molly know 87% of, of <laughs> Marion County. It's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. And you know I, you know, I love Molly Jealous. and the history there, but I love Gijo more. Gijo is my man. He's a better dancer. He's a better dancer. He knows yeah, 17 He knows seventeen languages. Um, <laughs> that dude is cool as shit, too. He dresses well. He is one of the coolest dudes we're, I've we're ever met all, in my life. We are all jealous of Gijo. On yes, concert. I love Gijo. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. all jealous. Dude's awesome. So every, either St. Joe wants to do him and, or be him, okay, well, and every woman right, wants to. Yeah, let's, let's cut this. And we've got let's, to that let's point. Stop the show. <laughs> we know who okay. Chris's uh, man crush is, yeah. but uh, we're going to go. We're going to go uh, either head down to St. Joe on May 28th. We'll we'll talk about this. Sit down is number one. Plenty of time. Well, yeah, because we'll yeah. probably have another show right before that anyway. Yeah, and we'll have to work with you on who's who's yes, going to do next level. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'd like to um, thank uh, <laughs> Coach Hankinson for coming on. Dude, amazing. James Collider for joining us from the PR department of uh, Aaron. No more access, Gunyan. <laughs> You're not allowed, Aaron. I'm not allowed to write on Chardonnay and bubble bass again. Uh, <laughs> headphones. I'm just gonna call you radio. What do you yeah. do with your headphones? He's just like, don't touch my headphones. It's, it's, it's awful. Listen, he's doing he's doing the remix. He's like, I was gonna say he's getting the. Uh, wasn't that Phil Collins? Uh -huh. and, uh, he's trying to he's trying to get the beats per minute. Do 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 uh, Aaron, our, our resident DJ, is about to spin some tunes for Shannon Zapp and Fishers. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, at Caged Fear, at Cibala, uh, at Indy 11, at Indy 11. Generally. Yeah, basically. Don't, don't tweet his personal account. He'll never you reply. You don't want to see that. 
uh, at a Gunyan. We talk about him all the time. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We're only 67 likes of, uh, uh, follows away from a thousand followers on uh, Twitter. Frightening. Yeah, Good right. You guys. Yeah, Good yeah. So, uh, uh, and real quick, shout out to Jay at the bar. Jay and Maz. Jay. You know what? We're gonna. Uh, I talked to Maz before you came here. We need to put Maz on the website as our resident waiter for the show. Oh, shit, that's true. Yes. That's really bad. So homeless Jesus at uh, at uh, Chatham Tap and Fish. You need to create him on Twitter because I don't think he has one. <laughs> I'll just tweet from him at Chatham Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at PR Podcast Show. Uh, read the latest uh, that just came out. Uh, it is the game review. Uh, just released emotionally today. charged. Uh, emotionally charged review. Uh, we will obviously, I assume, have a. a uh, a pre-game, uh, a preview, a game preview. That's a hint. And, it, and it's going to be emotionally <laughs> charged. It's going to be unemotionally oh. charged. Okay, listen, Hank hasn't got me fired up. How great is this coach? Uh, is, I do it. Finish this off positively. Do it, guys. Hank has got me fired up, and I like the way he spins it. And after he has a chance to decompress and handle the emotions, he was disappointed, too, on Saturday. Yeah. But now he's looking forward to the spring, and he knows where we are on the table. He knows what the team can be. And uh, I think he's looking forward to tweaking some of these players. He does need to get some more goals out of the people up front, and uh, we'll see what he can get done. For someone who's so great at writing and so shitty on the mic, he has a fantastic voice. God, he's got such – he's God got – damn it. He literally so has – as much as he has a radio voice, <laughs> he has a radio face. <laughs> so, but it's not as good as this voice. <laughs> I have a, a face for radio and a, and a voice for print. Uh, we have a picture to show John Cluder after the show's oh, over. Uh, so Ew, it's a new segment. We have a new start. segment on the uh, on the website. Is this John Cluder? No, no, it's it, not John Cluder. <laughs> oh, not John Cluder. Not John Cluder. Right. Yeah, remember, like not Scott Van Pelt. That's that's a new segment with you. <laughs> anyway, you too, I think I'm going to send you into not so Scott Van Pelt. I was say, I really, I all right, guys. Hey, thank you for listening. Yeah, as thanks, always. everybody. I uh, uh, hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. See you later. Hey, Hala Madrid, give it to me in yeah. Champions League. No, yeah, I, I will. Glory, glory, man. Yeah.